Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to Eli, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Bhabesh Goswami, who is the founder of Cloud That, uh, which offers uh, cloud training and cloud consultancy services for mid-market and enterprise clients from across the globe. Hi, Bhabesh. Welcome to Eli. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a bit about your pre-entrepreneurial journey, like uh, st starting from where were you born and brought up, uh, where did you study, which all companies did you work for, and how did you land up in the entrepreneurship uh, the world in first place? Sure. Uh, so thank you uh, for having me here once again. And um, so basically, uh, I I grew up, my dad was a government servant, so Grew up all over, uh, his, used to get transferred all over Gujarat. So I grew, grew up all over Gujarat, but from uh, senior KG to the first stand, uh, to the 12th standard, I'd already had seven schools. Wow. So you can imagine I wasn't in a, a city for a very long period of time. Um, and then, you know, finally we he settled in Ahmedabad. So that's where I did my uh, seventh grade onwards. In my college as well, in my university, I went in Ahmedabad. Uh, after that, I went to University of South Florida in Tampa in US for my master's in computer science. Post that, I joined Amazon. Um, it was a kind of quote-unquote secret project, and I had no idea what it was, and it turned out to be AWS, Amazon Web Services, which is the Amazon cloud. Wow. So I was one of the initial team members of the AWS uh, cloud. In fact, the CEO of uh, uh, Amazon, Andy Jassy was my skip level managers, my manager's manager. So you can imagine, it's not that I had a very high-fi position or I was like a high flyer. It's just I was a recent grad, uh, lowly software developer. But, um, uh, you know, it's just that the team was really small uh, at that time. Um, then I was at Amazon for about uh, three and a half, four years and uh, uh, moved to Microsoft. And in 2011, I moved back to India. Mm -hmm. uh, so initially when I moved back, uh, you know, I just, uh, the idea was that I had been working in US for, for 10, 11 years. I mean, study plus work and without any breaks, right? So I just felt a little bit exhausted and I thought I'll just uh, not do anything for a while uh, and then start looking. So relax for a bit. And then when I started looking, I realized that India was completely oblivious to cloud. I mean, even the larger GSIs, uh, right, the TCS and the Infosys of the world didn't have a dedicated team for cloud, right? They were still on the periphery thinking, trying to sell their own kind of uh, private cloud instead of embracing the uh, Amazon Web Services, AWS. And AWS themselves wasn't, weren't focusing on India. India was a very uh, nascent market at that time for IT. This is before digitalization and before all the great work that you know the india has this done which year of, uh, we are talking about 2011 got it got it so the nearest aws office was in singapore right mm -hmm. and uh, uh literally there was so you know uh, earlier it was like maybe i look for opportunities let's see when i moved back to india uh, but uh, then i quickly realized that the cloud literally had no presence and that quickly led to formation of cloud that uh, and CloudAt, um, we are from day one, we are a, a training and consulting company on AWS. 
but in the initial days, as you can imagine, that it was mostly training projects because India wasn't Indian market wasn't uh, that much into cloud. So because of that, the consulting projects were few and far in between. But training really picked up, and uh, so so right now, uh, any large corporation you can think of, any of the large GSIs, uh, the first thousand people in cloud were trained by us. So, uh, you know, we were the only one providing AWS training in 2000. Uh, so, uh, 11, we started the official formation date because it takes some time for government processes from 2012. Uh, mm -hmm. So, 2012 uh, time period, we were the only one providing AWS training. We were the first to have AWS trainings in India. 2014, I believe, is when Azure was released uh, in the current version. And we were the first in India to have Azure trainings as well. And so, you know, in the, when it comes to cloud, we are the path breaker. And uh, that allowed us to kind of uh, uh, cap capitalize the market and most of the large organizations in the planet are our customers for cloud trainings. And cloud consulting picked up a little bit later, but even there, we now work with some of the most important financial institutions. We work with a lot of startups. Uh, uh, we we work with, uh, you know, a, a smaller and medium enterprise, SMB enterprise as well. And so training and so we, we currently have two different business units, training and consulting. And we have about uh, 500 people uh, that are part of the organization. Got it. So when you started back in 2020, uh, 2011 and 2012, uh, like you said, there, there was no awareness. People didn't know about a cloud and AWS. So that, that also means they were not Correct. looking for training and consulting for cloud. So Correct. how did you, you know, kind of uh, reach out to them? How did you find the, uh, you know, prospects? in the industry? How did you develop the market in the first place? Correct. So uh, I think that um, in the, in the uh, there was, there was a lot of, I think people knew about cloud, but they didn't know what cloud was in a way in the, in the full, they thought it was some kind of storage or a very small part of the IT. They did not know that it is, it is the IT, the future of IT. Right. And so, um, uh, initially, I think uh, we got a lot of boost by working directly with uh, Amazon and Microsoft folks as well. Because as you can imagine, the Amazon folks were flying from Singapore, coming to India to be able to give a one-day, two-day session and then flying back to Singapore, right? So mm -hmm. when they realized that, hey, there's somebody here who's interested in developing the training business in India, immediately we got a lot of uh, support and momentum and kind of, you know, they introduced us to a lot of things as well. Uh, same with Microsoft. Microsoft itself is one of our largest customers. They, uh, you know, um, they paid us so that we can empower all the Microsoft customers, the larger GSIs for, for that, right? So they, they, they are one of the large customers for us. So um, that really helped. But also in the B2C segment, um, I had to kind of go ahead and uh, learn. I mean, basically, I was a one-man army, right? Like uh, I had to go and create Google Ads. And then uh, Google Ads would create leads. Then I have to go and call the leads, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, say. Uh, I mean, I tried hiring salespeople as well, but I, I'd never done sales in my life, so mm -hmm. I wasn't good at picking out the right people. So there was a lot of false starts in terms of identifying the salespeople. So eventually, it was me who ended up calling people, uh, converting, asking them to pay, right? And I remember my first. So I did the Google AdWords. I called the people. And the first training, I was the instructor. Mm -hmm. And we had a training 
and to my surprise four people paid for that as well and i'm like okay oh shoot now i have to train them right so i was the one who created the content i was the one who created the labs so literally i think that is i was a one man army when it began but of course slowly as the business grew we were able to hire dedicated sales dedicated mm-hmm. trainers dedicated marketing and so forth and then you know it kind of helps you grow the business so when you thought of growing the business beyond you and maybe initial few hires so what was the primary area where you grew the most or what was the first priority to be honest uh i think uh, you know um when you when you are starting so for, so couple of things right first i didn't have any entrepreneurship background mm-hmm. this was my uh, you know cloud that so i had just started one more company um, around the time i started cloud that that made mobile apps uh, right and then this was cloud that but i was very new to entrepreneurship um, when kind of we started right so i did not have any background on that so i think a lot of times um, um, we learn on the job right mm-hmm. and so i think to be honest i didn't have a perfect strategy or a perfect plan or something like that you kind of go in the market you do your best you hustle and what opportunities comes your way you you take it so uh, um, in the initial days uh, you know there were some organizations who were doing uh, uh, this kind of uh, one day or two day events like a kind of a um a seminar of sorts right and they would kind of go ahead and uh, charge the customers to attend the semi seminars and they would have some high tech keywords so that people are attracted right uh so they will have cloud and big data and all those keywords so they need a speaker so i would voluntarily go and i'll speak at the event and i'll kind of evangelize and i wasn't getting paid to do that right but that mm-hmm. really helped me build the cloud that brand a lot of people started knowing about cloud that knowing about me and then that resulted into while the engagements for those people were free but then that resulted into people contacting me afterwards saying hey we need this training or that training or stuff right so or that i created the mumbai aws meetup group so created the meetup group and kind of started bringing people together uh and then i had to kind of work with aws to put the meetup group into their list of meetup groups so that if somebody went to aws meetup group list then the mumbai aws user group would have so there was a lot of to be honest uh, hustle right just trying various things doing a lot of free stuff traveling a lot where whatever opportunities come for you to speak or to share your ideas be there be present and i think slowly it kind of organically develops on that and slowly and steadily we also realize what marketing keywords work for us uh you know where we get the best kind of leads and so we start to optimize that as well so the paid marketing also started kicking in and giving us some good amount of leads to be able to close so it was a little bit of everything uh you know i don't want to lie that i had a strategy and this strategy worked you try 50 things and five of them works out okay uh next question around that uh, you try 50 things and some things uh, eventually work out but then then you started you start to scale up you to start to double down on things which work right so can you tell us which was right. the year when things started working out for you and when you thought ki yeah this is a scalable workable model and we want to do it 50x or 100x from of what we are doing right now yeah i i think um so uh you know uh uh 
I would say that probably 2013, right? Uh, just like randomly, we were just kind of, uh, you know, in Bangalore and kind of there was this client meeting and, and I had gone to a, a client meeting, right? With one of my salesperson, um, you know, and uh, suddenly somebody calls saying, hey, you are from TCS, we want to meet you. Mm -hmm. Fine. And by the time we had trained me, be about uh, 50, 60, 100 people total, right, on AWS. And we went to this uh, TCS office and uh, we had a VP level guy there and some other guys and they're all sitting and they said, hey, we have heard about you. You provide AWS trainings. Tell us about yourself. Mm -hmm. So they grilled us. Luckily, they said, what kind of curriculum do you use? So we had printed our books. Actually, we had, we wished to carry the books all the time. So we showed them the books. Here's the books content. How do you provide labs? We show them how we provide labs, this and that. So all the questions they could ask, right? And then once they are satisfied, they're like, okay, we have this huge project and we need to train some people on that, right? So uh, we want to kind of give you a contract, but it's a big one. Uh, mm -hmm. Would you be able to do it? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll be able to do it, right? So said, what is the, how many people? So at that time we had trained about 100, 150 people. So I was thinking maybe it will be 100, hundred people and they're like we want to train a thousand people mm -hmm. you know and we need to done in two what two two and a half months because our project starts now so we really we don't have time we need to kind of from tomorrow we need to start training mm -hmm. and you know you can feel that rush that comes with that kind of uh right. you know you're sitting in one of the largest the largest it company and and there are people who are trusting you with you and telling you that they want you to train thousand of their first initial batch of uh, cloud uh, guys, right? Cloud team. And I'm still in touch with a lot of them. There are a lot of them have done really great things inside and outside of TCS, right? So um, that kind of, um, it, that was, I think, a break a breaking point for me, right? I think, or, or other, whatever it's technically called. Like, um, uh, that's when I realized that, okay, you know, if a, a company like TCS who has their own, probably 50, 100 trainers of their own, Mm -hmm. Right. And they can get any vendor on the planet, anybody TCS calls, any training company TCS calls, they will be there the next day and they want me to train that thousand people. So we must be doing something right. Right. We must have developed some capabilities to be able to do that. And then, of course, we uh, created the plan. It was a complicated plan because they were training all over India. So some in Kolkata, some in Hyderabad, some in Chennai, some in Bangalore, there are cloud teams created all over the India. And literally for the next two months, two and a half months, I lived out of my suitcase. I was traveling everywhere in India, training. And, uh, you know, and by the, at that time, we had a physical curriculum, printed curriculum. Mm -hmm. We hadn't moved to online curriculum. So you can imagine the logistic. I had one guy handling all the printing and everything. And that poor guy was working 16 hours a day as well. I had a printing press who was used to printing 10, 15 books for me. Now, suddenly he has to print a thousand books. So... Mm -hmm. You know, he was stressed, but he was also very happy. So I think it was a very stressful uh, three, three and a half months. But it's also something that I remember with a lot of joy and a lot of kind of pleasant memories that that was the moment when we realized that, okay, uh, we are on to something. This is something which is required. And post that, I mean, any large, like I said, you know, we would have trained many, many tens of thousands of people for all these GSIs on multiple cloud technologies. Got it. So uh, that was the story of 2012, 13, and 14. 
but then uh, industry kind of changed cloud became popular right. even in india and lot of uh, companies entered uh, even in the training uh, and consultancy space yes. there are multiple competitors right now so how is it right yes. now for you sure so um, let me kind of answer that chronologically sure as well so i think uh, what what happened for a little bit is that we were the only scalable training providers in cloud right so, so any large company had to train 500 600 uh, people on cloud 1000 people on cloud we were the only option so then from there i think 13 to i think 15 16 was the growth phase where it was mostly the the problem was from the supply side not the demand side the demand was there mm -hmm. is how much can i how many trainers can i create how many batches can i run how much how well can i do my operations how can i keep my costs under control to be able to grow so that was mostly the growth phase we didn't really have to worry about the uh, uh, the demand side and i think we lost focus of that a little bit as well we didn't have a very strong marketing team uh, right because the leads were just coming in organically from referrals and from people knowing us and things like that mm -hmm. but i think you are right 2015 uh, 2016 time period the upgrades of the world came the simply learns and the edureka of the world started having cloud trainings as well right and the while the market size grew, but the competition grew uh, exponentially as well, right? And that's when I think there was one year where, uh, so luckily with the grace of God, we have been growing every year for the past, this is my 12th year uh, as a founder and um, um, uh, all 11 years we have grown uh, and we have been profitable every year. Uh, but there was this one year in the middle where we only grew maybe I think three or 4%, right? And the profit margin was also very slim. And then it's when I realized that, okay, now we have plateaued, right? We need to something, we need to figure out what's going on. And I think uh, I realized that basically, um, and I think it's, it's just kind of how startups work, right? When you have so much demand, then of course you're going to not worry about demand. You're only going to worry about supply. Mm. But then I think that was a mistake. I think even when the supply is good, you should worry uh about that a little bit as well i could have still had some marketing guys and invest in having a good marketing team there um at that point and that would have you know give me some buffer so we started investing a lot in creating a really good marketing team we started investing in making sure we have good sales people who can go out and get business instead of just earlier it was sales was mostly sales um sales operations or sales fulfillment because leads were just incoming leads coming. You just had to call them, book the order, and then make sure the education happens, uh, execution happens. But now we require a new kind of sales team that can go out in the market and bring business, right? So we really restructured our uh, marketing team. We restructured our sales team, put more emphasis on that. And slowly and gradually, I think it started picking division again. So again, we started growing and we have grown substantially in the last four, five years as well. So... Uh, how we are doing right now in the competition, uh, just in this year, we have uh, three recognitions uh, from our partners, two from Microsoft. So we are currently the, uh, there's an award called uh, uh, Superstar Award. So currently we are not only the India Superstar, but we are Asia Superstar for Microsoft, for Microsoft Learning. So those are the two awards that we have received. And for AWS, we are the Think Big Partner. So they... Um, they, they they recognize some learning partners who do well and so there's a category in that called think 
something big and that's what we were recognized with so you know uh, and the year is not even done right it is just september so there are still few months left and there are more award ceremonies coming in this so hoping really hoping that uh, you know we can probably clock uh, some more awards so it's going well i think um, uh, but since that we have expanded our partnership we we are authorized google partner as well now google training partner as well we are also uh, vmware training partner and on the other side of a consulting business also we have grown quite a bit and in consulting we are one of the top aws consulting partners in india any event where they select a handful of partners we are invited usually uh, or uh, and in the last year always to those kind of events right so and and, and they selected a handful of partners for their generative ai and data analytics um, G, gtms go to market and we are part of that so i think overall we have gotten numerous awards we have got a lot of love from our uh, cloud providers we have got a lot of love from our customers as well there we have tons of repeat customers who have been with us for 6 years 7 years 8 years so overall i think yes there is competition uh, for sure but i think we are able to still grow and kind of make our own name uh, amidst all this competition that we have got it speaking of generative ai and data analytics like you just mentioned they are some of the top selling courses in platforms like the ones you mentioned upgrades yeah. or simply learns of the world how are yes. you thinking about the new technologies because cloud as a technology it was new maybe 10 years back right now there are a lot of right. resources out there even uh, companies like right. amazon they have their own resources so somebody wants to learn aws they right. can simply log into amazon so how are you thinking about future as a company so i think um so um uh, you know um priya like a just to give you an idea that when i was at aws for 4 years mm-hmm. right about you know 4 years aws had probably about 6 or 7 services total so every year they would launch two service two new services things like that right and portfolio increase uh i think when we started cloud that 2011 aws had probably about 30 35 services right um last year aws has a big and i'm just mentioning aws cuz the data i have the data the same trend for azure as well so aws and azure they have two key events aws has a uh, reinvent which happens in las vegas and there's about 50000 people that attended 50000 plus including i go usually every year and they a uh, microsoft has something called inspire again happens in vegas and they have 40 50000 people and both these companies launch major services and major announcements in those events right so last reinvent aws released 150 new services or major features in the existing services 150 and i'm talking about this is about major not like small little tweaks and enhancement that happen all the time so not only is that the the not only that we are we, the innovation is happening hmm. but the pace of innovation is accelerating right right i mean i graduated in 2000 for uh, uh, undergrad i graduated in 2001 mm-hmm. in 2001 just because i knew java i was given a job my entire and it was a one of the big gsis uh right who gave me a job 
because all my interview was java how do you do this in java how do you do that in java how do you do testing in java all that thing entire interview in java gave me a job offer right today if you look at campus interviews and the kind of interviews we take and other companies take right not only they're asking about aws and this they are saying okay they should know aws also machine learning also you know data analytics also this are so it is a crazy world like to be honest i sometimes when i think about it i get a bit scared as well that how many how much can we fit in our head because mm-hmm. the students are getting like thousand times more complicated question than we got in our campus and people don't realize it right sometimes people will say are yaar today's kids have it easy no mm-hmm. man they don't have it easy you know we have it easy because we had to learn java you are good at java jobs guaranteed and now you have to know so much on that so to answer your question right i think the pace of innovation is accelerating hmm. so you need to companies like us why we are able to compete with some of the larger companies because larger companies works on scale so they have to have enough people interested in something mm-hmm. they have to wait until the market matures and captures and then they introduce a course because they need lakh to lakh people in that course mm-hmm. for us whenever something new comes we quickly create a course we quickly launch it we quickly are they talking about it you know uh, evangelizing that and this because when there are 150 services launched in a year you mm-hmm. can't uh, you have to be like fast paced you have to be accelerating and you have to do that so that's our strategy mm-hmm. to be at the forefront of technology not wait for others and stop but kind of grab all the opportunities that come on the way and so there's always this blue ocean if you have kind of you know that red ocean blue ocean nomenclature yeah. there's always this white space or blue ocean in the new things which are done and that's where we want to be so things which are done and dusted maybe we are not so much uh, you know uh, kind of interested maybe that's where the the mass market guys might take over but we keep innovating and we keep making sure that um, anything new with the cloud we are there like generative ai talking about it blogging about it writing about it currently i have about two or three articles in some major uh, things like hindustan times uh on generative ai article that i have written and so you know just the entire company has to making sure that we are at the forefront of technology got it uh any big challenges so since uh, 2012 uh till date it's been like 11 12 years already a uh, long entrepreneurial mm. journey any big challenges that uh, made you think like oh buddy why entrepreneurship this was a big mistake or something like that every day <laughs> no i mean it's see i think we are like as you we are talk with hundreds of entrepreneurs yourself i actually read a um, very uh, a very good uh, book um uh, uh, on netflix right uh-huh. uh, so netflix uh, founder reed i think it was reed hasting uh, right who wrote the book yeah so so reed hasting uh, one of the co-founders of netflix wrote this book um, uh, the no rules rules or something like that mm-hmm. uh, about the company culture and stuff so in that he the, he start the book saying that two year after netflix was launched mm-hmm. netflix was loss making the loss were accelerating they did not see a viable path forward so they went to blockbuster okay and they wanted to sell netflix to blockbuster they were asking for only 50 million dollars Mm-hmm. and the blockbuster ceo said 50 million are you kidding me and at that time blockbuster was 16 billion dollar or something company mm-hmm. right so for them 650 million would have been pocket change right right 
but then they were like yeah, yeah, i can make this on my own for 10 million why should i pay whatever they were thinking but he laughed him off and and this mm-hmm. so what i realized is that even somebody as so so that the, he he talking about story and as you all know 10 years later blog this his story is about 2000 something right. but 10 years later blockbuster was uh, bankrupt oh. and netflix is what it is like 100 200 plus billion dollar company right but mm-hmm. what i found from the story interesting is not about the story wants to tell what i found interesting is that even read hasting right who is supposed to be a great entrepreneur and already was entrepreneur before he founded netflix even he after two year of netflix was ready to sell hmm for 50 million right right so as an entrepreneur you constantly go through that motion and there is no shame in that you self doubt is i think one of the your biggest asset people hmm. without self doubt i think they do good in something like sports and you know maybe actors and stuff but as an entrepreneur right. only the paranoid survive right there's a saying that only the paranoid survive in entrepreneurship so you have to be i think self doubt is not bad you should keep looking at your business keep looking at yourself am i viable is is somebody going to knock me off and the what i have realized is that people, entrepreneurs with a lot of self doubt sometimes are better positioned than people who don't think about that right so it is a balance is right of course you have to rebuild of self doubt but then of course you cannot beat yourself up you have to also uh, aim higher and try to achieve bigger things and you know have faith in yourself and i think you oscillate between this some day you feel you are great some day you feel you are not so great and i think you oscillate between those two feelings i think as an entrepreneur got it so my final question uh, again i'll go back to the day you started entrepreneurship and uh, i want to ask this you had a good job worked with great people and uh, in some of Correct. the best companies in the world why did you kind of you know quit that thing and thought of becoming an entrepreneur why this path i mean uh, today if you look uh, look back i think you would uh, know that it was a right decision you you know did well but that day that particular day you didn't see the future you didn't have that knowledge why did you you know quit that path and join this path so um i would say that i am an accidental uh, entrepreneur i kind of i didn't have this master plan that this is my life and this is i just 2011 i just knew i wanted to be back in india uh close to my parents and kind of you know my home home country mm-hmm. so i just moved to india without any job without any preset agenda or any business ideas or something like that right i was just in india uh in fact one of the things i wanted to do was create was to create a winery because you know uh i i saw that at that time only sula was the one big winery mm-hmm. the other wineries were in there but then i quickly realized it's very highly regulated highly this that lot of government bureaucracy is not my cup of tea so i dropped the idea but anyways i didn't come with a lot of idea so um then i think this happened accidentally organically uh as part of as i met people and i kind of this idea came that hey cloud is big uh in us it will be big in india but nobody is talking about it maybe i i can get the first more advantage so that can do for kick off that entrepreneurship journey but to be honest i i i think that i i don't know uh i don't i don't only the end will tell if i made the right choice right, right. if tomorrow i go bankrupt then i might curse myself saying ke yaar acha job tha you know all that i had a good job i they continued i had so many stock options in amazon or microsoft i should keep the stocks of that company right but i i think it it's it's 
but you do what you do because i think after a while you start enjoying it after a while you kind of see that you have never worked so hard it really pulls you in all direction as a person it really uh stretches the limit of how much you can do as a person because in a given day you are driving sales you are driving marketing you are driving uh, accounting you are driving operations right i mean this never happens in a job because you could be a one of the best sales person in the world but then you are just doing sales maybe a little bit of operations here and there but right it really pushes you in all direction like like a, a rubber stretch from all direction and i think that's where the growth comes that's where you find what you are made of you you surprise yourself oh i could do that you surprise yourself that the you you have never done a accounting course you have never uh, done a ca course but after a while you start correcting your ca like no we can put this clause or this won't be this is the and you surprise like i know this and my you know i'm i'm advising or same with other technology yeah. sales marketing whatever that is right so i think it's is very hard very tough it is no walk in the park but it's also one of the most rewarding one of the most fulfilling thing you can do right? and i think for personal growth it's i think one of the best things you can do to yourself i i can totally relate to the thing you said uh, like uh... even uh, to my ca i once said ki boss you don't know this i know better than you that happened with me as well <laughs> but yeah that's that's entrepreneurship on this note uh, yeah. yeah i was just mentioning that he's my ca is a childhood friend and he is rockstar but i was very happy that at least one thing i knew better than him on <laughs> that one particular day that's all right <laughs> Uh, on this note, uh, uh, we would uh, close the session. Thanks for joining us, Babes. It was a pleasure to have you on our platform, and our best wishes for Cloud Dad. Thank you, Priya. Thank you so much for having me. It was a wonderful being here. Thank you.